So uh, tonight is about uh, disconnect or connecting or better yet finding something that is better to be connected with and disconnecting from something that, that brings no life and uh, it brings no substance to life. And so you got that piece of paper underneath your uh, chair, you got a pen, uh, if it works, great. If it doesn't, you just, you know, raise your hand, we'll throw you one and uh, hopefully you'll catch it. And so the idea of disconnect and, and so I, I know for a fact, I, I could tell you with a fact, that this is a true statement that I know that not just one person, but multiple people have made it to this space tonight uh, and, and they've made it to the space and, and God is wanting to do something in them, for them and through them and some redemption needs to take place. So I do know that for a fact. And here, here's my uh, temperature that I know this for a fact. I woke up this morning. I was uh, I was fine. I was good. And then all of a sudden that just pressure. Have you ever had that pressure just begin to kind of build up? That pressure just started coming in for no reason. No reason. I just feel this pressure just coming in. And I'm just like, I, it's just every little thing is, is waiting to kind of set me off. And it's little simple things, you know, a little, it's, it's cold outside and my car is cold. My seat's cold. And man, I forgot my book bag and I got to go back and get in my keys and this and that. And, and so I just feel that building up, building up. And, and, uh, and I found myself just making slow steps. So if you hear me saying slow steps, know that, that I'm, if you will, trying to guide you guys as well to make slow steps. Cause I'm hearing that word to make slow steps, to not run quickly, but to make slow steps and examine the direction in which I'm stepping and to be intentional about where I'm going and how close I'm getting to something. And so I know that tonight someone's made their way here and they've been really close to something and they need to take a step back and examine. And they need to realize what is in front of them and what they're bumping up to. And, and literally, I know this with, without a shadow of a doubt, just you got a few couple of you guys saw this, a lady came in needing help literally 30 minutes before and trying to almost derail me. And I'm like getting agitated. I'm like, I got students, I got all this other stuff, I got this mission where I got this going on. And so I know God is wanting to do something when things are stirring up. I know it. Disconnect. What is causing disconnect in your life? What is causing you to not be connected with the source of life? And you might even be saying, Eric, we just had communion last week. Like, we got to do that again. And we have communion on a weekly basis. If it wasn't good, I would want nothing to do with it. But because it is good, I think we need to practice it more often. It's that relationship. It's a connection. It provides life, and therefore, I hope we want more of it. Connection. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm not that far out of y'all's age range. Uh, when I was little, uh, there was this awesome game that came out, and uh, I knew I needed to get it. I had a PlayStation 2, just came out. I was excited. You might know this game I'm about to talk about. It came out, I was waiting for GameStop to sell it. I think I had it pre-ordered, by the way. $54, I think it was. And it was Grand Theft Auto. You are, come on now. This is the very first one, and actually the second one, but we could talk about that more often later on. Grand Theft Auto, it came out, and I had to go get it. I think I was in 
maybe fifth or sixth grade. And my best friend, y'all met Michael. He's been here before. He'll be back here in the spring. Michael was with me, and we got that game, and we stayed up. I mean, all weekend long, from Friday all the way through the night, playing Grand Theft Auto. We were connected to it. I'm talking, I could tell you everything about Grand Theft Auto. This is how much we were connected to the game. That Saturday, we were to wake up and go to Geyser Falls. Y'all might know where Geyser Falls is. Y'all might have been to its little water park. No joke, we're riding and we're going to Philadelphia. We drop off at the gas station, my mom and dad. We go in and get some things. And me and Michael get out of the car and we look at a car and we look at each other. And our first thought was to steal that car. I am not kidding you. I, I ask him sometimes, hey, Michael, remember that time you went to Geyser Falls with Eric? And he'll tell you, Grand Theft Auto, we thought about stealing that car. We were so connected with the game that that game had become reality. I'm not against video games. Don't hear that tonight. But what I am against and what I hope that you will find yourself being against is being so connected with something that it becomes your reality. That you're so connected with something that is sin that it becomes your reality. That you're so connected with something that does not provide life that it becomes your reality. I hope that you find yourself connecting with something tonight, with communion and connecting with Jesus, that it becomes your reality. That you disconnect and ask for space to be provided so that you can have that grace and experience that grace and move forward. You know, if a doctor says, if a doctor says you're sick, you go to the doctor, he says you're sick, you go get medicine, you get better. And I had that hard word today to, to say that if there's something wrong, something's out of place and we're connected with something that we got to disconnect from that sinful thing, whatever it might be, and connect into something greater. Tonight is about disconnect, but it's also about connecting. So it comes from John chapter 15. And if you will, just hear these words and, and, and let them resonate. Let them just sit on your mind and maybe this week, maybe till next week, you find yourself thinking about what you're connected to. I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be given more fruit, will be given more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire. And if you remain in me and my words remain in you, 
Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given, it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you will bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as the Father, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything I've learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. There's something that's repetitive over and over in that very short few verses. And I hope that you heard that word of fruit. Fruit. You and I are called to be fruitful and to bear not just a little fruit, much fruit. Love, hope, joy, peace, patience. I can tell you right now, if that is not your fruit, check what you're connected to. If you don't have joy, hope, peace, patience, perseverance, if you don't have that fruit, check what you are connected with and disconnect from it. If you ask it, it'll be given to you. If you ask to be disconnected from whatever you've been connected to, it will be given. If that is not bringing you life and you're connected to it and you say, Jesus, help me with this connection, break it, it'll be done. If you ask for that space to be created between you and that obstacle, grace will abound and it will happen. And that fruit that you are called to bear will be fruitful. But it won't be for you. It's not for you. It's not for yourself so that you can say, I am fruitful. It's for the world. It's for the person to your left and to your right. It's for the person that you're called to love your friend, and your enemy. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. If your fruit is of sin, they're going to experience that. If you're connected to something that is producing sin, they will experience that. There's something that you guys hear from me over and over and over, and I'm just going to be on repeat of this. Hurt people hurt people. If someone's connected to hurt, they're going to reproduce that hurt into someone else. If they're living from a place of hurt and it's face up with them, they're going to reproduce that. If someone is at peace, meaning they're connected to the Prince of Peace, they're going to sow that. And that 
peace is going to be produced in their life, and you're going to experience that. You're going to experience that. I think it was two weeks ago I said, are you getting bitter or are you getting better? Tonight is, are you getting more fruit? Are you more fruitful? Or are you lacking it? Are you lacking the fruit of the Spirit? The bottom line is it's a choice. It really is. It's a choice to disconnect and to provide that space so that grace can be present so that you can be fruitful in your abundance for the world. But notice that Jesus calls himself the vine. But he does something else. He says, you're the branches. He didn't say, you're the branch. There's just one branch on this vine, singular, by yourself, alone. You're the only branch connected to Jesus. He said, you're the branches. All of us, sisters and brothers, together, connected to the one. Meant to produce fruit. Our purpose is to be fruitful. And guess what? We'll all be pruned. We'll all be trimmed. Fruitful or no fruit. The goal of the pruning is to produce more fruit. Discipleship is hard. Being under discipleship with Jesus and walking with Jesus is hard. It's not easy. It's not meant to be easy. Because you're going to check yourself and say... Man, I'm coming face to face with something. I'm getting connected with something. And it's not meant to be a part of my life. About a year ago, I had a, uh, a vine in my backyard where we were living in Petal. And I went out and I took this little uh, trimmer that I got. And I literally trimmed this entire vine down to the very bare main vine. And if you walked up, you said, man, that vine is done. It's not going to produce fruit. It's over. The year before, it produced none. So I trimmed it all the way down. This past spring, it produced fruit. A whole bunch of fruit. Had these big old grapes. It's a muscadine vine. It was awesome. It was amazing. And I can tell you that pruning hurt. It didn't feel comfortable. That, that plant actually hurt. The sap came out of the vines that I'd cut. And I had to do it in the cold of winter so it didn't kill the plant. Pruning hurts. It hurts. But if you let the one that is meant to prune you do so, that's right. It's good, and a joy, it's a joyful thing, so that you can bear much fruit. There's something that I do know that, that you guys have made your way here tonight, is that you are seeking for God to do something in your life. I know that. If you weren't here in this space, if you weren't sitting here and saying, I worship you, do something. But you got to do something too. God wants to know you. 
do you want God to know you? God wants to know you. Will you let him know you? Will you receive that grace? Will you take that step back and say, I've been connected with something that has produced death. I've been connected with pornography. I've been connected with alcohol, drugs. I've been connected with a dating relationship. I've been connected with something that is not healthy. I've been connected with a past identity. I've been connected with a past hurt, a broken relationship that's way back here. I've been connected deeply with that. And I've let that define and try to give me life. And I find myself here with no fruit. I find myself here saying this fruit that I think I have, a lot of other folks have been telling me it's not good. I felt that I have no hope, peace, or patience. What are you connected to? The the word there of space is an acronym. Confess a sin. Live into a promise. Change an attitude. Live into a command. And be an example. Create that space. Confession is part of that. Confessing and saying something's not right. Living into a promise that you are a beloved daughter and son of God. Changing an attitude. I thought this one way, but I need to think this other way and experience a transformation to live into a command. I don't want to love my enemy. They hurt me. They harmed me. They said these words about me, but you're calling me to love them. And be an example. Others are looking at me and they're, they're, they, they know that I'm professing Christ. Am I an example of Christ's love in this world? See, there's one thing that I do know. You've made your way here to this space. And in this space, something sits and is saying, worship me. Jesus. Jesus is present. Something happened this past year statewide. And I'll just elaborate a little bit on it, if you will. It was a moment on a Saturday night. Uh, maybe you were there. Maybe a couple of you guys were there. And it was a very uh, uh, intimate moment. It was a very real moment. And the reason that it was so real and intimate is because everyone in the room made a step back and let grace sit. But everyone in the room was vulnerable to what God was calling them to do. And we watched that throughout the whole of the spring semester as relationships with each other were healed and redeemed and relationship with God was whole. It was unbelievable. It was amazing. It was what we call a mountaintop experience. It was that mountaintop peak experience. See, life is done in the valley. It's done on campus, in your dorm, fraternity house, sorority house, in your classes. Life is here. It's the valley. And it's very hard because everything's right up in your face and you can't see around the corner. 
You can only experience what you're going through right now. When you have mountaintop experiences, you're able to see the valley with a different perspective. And then you go back into the valley with a mountaintop perspective. And you're able to see the valley. Let me tell you, the valley is so much easier when you allow space and grace to be present. But if you are up front with something that you're connected to, a sin, a failed promise, a misguided attitude, a broken command, and a failed example, it is very hard to see. Now, here for me, first and foremost, like, I preached a sermon in, in seminary, and I really wrestled and struggled with preaching the sermon. And I wrestled and, and struggled going into preaching the sermon because I did not want to come off judgmental. That is not my purpose tonight. But I would be failing you if I didn't say, check your fruit. And I'd be failing God if I didn't say, check your fruit. So that's why I knew today would be a very hard and intense day because all day I've been dealing with this word that God has put on my heart to say, check your fruit. And are you fruitful? Are you bearing fruit for this campus? Are you bearing fruit for this world? We pray that prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's real. The king is present. Jesus is present. Will you worship him? Will you give him glory? See, there's one thing that I do know. Sin is broken relationships. It just is. It's broken relationship this way but it's also a broken relationship this way. And when sin exists, it's very hard to see around the corner. Maybe you've taken time to think of, over something that you need to put down on that piece of paper. Take some time to think over that something or those some things that's okay when Michael came to me in Kentucky, and he's okay with me telling his story. When Michael came to me in Kentucky, I'm telling you, we grew up the same. We grew up in the same church. His parents are my godparents, and my parents are his godparents. We had the same household. But when he came to Kentucky there and, and, and came to spend some time with me, at the end of the week, I said, Michael, what are you doing here? Because he had just left Mississippi living a whole different way than what he was that week. Because he had been face up with something. And the root of it all that was causing the disconnect was fear. I said, Michael, take a sheet of paper. 
can't remember it just like it was yesterday. I put a piece of paper in front of him. I said, I, I, I don't, I can't help you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the one to help deal with what you're going through. That is not my purpose, but I would be failing if you, if I, if I didn't lead you in this direction, I said, write down everything that you're fearful about. I thought it'd be one or two things. I could think of one or two things. Michael filled up the whole sheet of paper. The entire thing. He said, this is everything that I'm fearful about. I didn't read one thing because that wasn't for me to read. I looked at him, I said, Michael, that has no more power over you. It can't dictate the direction God is calling you to go. We took it and we shredded it up and we threw it away because it had nothing more to do with him. I believe that it was a pruning for Michael. For me, it was a moment to see that, that, that sometimes we need to put to pen and paper what we're going through and to take it and get rid of it and to see that it has no more power over us and that it is fruit that we're not called to bear, but God is calling us to bear something greater. God is calling us to bear something great. So now you got that piece of paper in front of you. You got that pen. Hopefully it works. You know, if it doesn't, we'll get you one. But there's a paper shredder in the back. Ethan, you're going to be the paper shredder guy. He's going to help you shred those papers. There's a little knob on there, and you just switch it, put the paper in there, and shred that bad boy. Let that be a physical representation of whatever that is to have absolutely no more power over you. If you don't have abundant life, why? If you've been connected with something that is causing harm, tonight disconnect from that and connect with something greater.
in your own time tonight. Take that paper and, and shred it. Put it in that paper shredder. Let it stay there. Here's your challenge. You thought you were challenged before. Here's your actual challenge. You got one week, seven days. Seven days to disconnect from whatever has been causing, to disconnect and remain disconnected for seven days from whatever is on that piece of paper. You get seven days to remain away and allow that space to be present. Seven days. Personally, I like a really good challenge. Can you do it? Will you do it? There's something that I said in Bolton one time. What you do tomorrow at 8 a.m. says more about your faith than what you do right now. Tomorrow at lunch says more about your faith than this space right now. But let this space right now encourage and deepen and widen the ministry that you will do at 8 a.m. tomorrow of what will take place in the classroom, in the fraternity, in the sorority house. Let this space deepen and widen what is possible for you to be a channel of God's grace to this world. Because if you're connected to something that is not allowing God's grace to flow through you and to be fruit for this world, shame. But this will be a space for you to connect. Tonight we're gonna to celebrate in communion, but before you come to communion, take that piece of paper and shred it. Before you come and receive of this body and this blood, shred that piece of paper. Before you come and taste this supper, shred it. That's my challenge. Because it would be unjust for, let, for me to let you leave these walls holding on to that piece of paper. Tonight, come and hold on to this bread and this cup for life. Everything else in this world has an expiration date. Everything else on this earth comes to an end. But the grace. <laughs>